Entrepreneur on Fire 886. When I let go of who I am, I become who I might be. What are you waiting for? Tickets to a rocket ship? Visit freepodcastcourse.com and prepare to ignite. Looking for an automated investment service that helps you rebalance your portfolio, reinvest dividends, and maximize your after-tax returns? Wealthfront is ready to serve you. Fire Nation, get your first $10,000 managed completely free by visiting Wealthfront.com slash fire. Working with an individual graphic designer has its limitations. Timing is one. Want dozens of designs to choose from in just seven days? Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services free. Who's ready to rock today, Fire Nation? John Lee Doom is here and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Austin Muse. Austin, are you prepared to ignite? I am ready for takeoff, yes. sir. <laughs> Originally hailing from Dallas, Austin is a seasoned Los Angeles-based entrepreneur. Having worked at over 30 jobs and having started six businesses, all started via bootstrapping, gives him a unique perspective on startup life. Entering into startup life at 22 years old, he knows what it takes to get passionate, take action, and fail forward. Austin, given Fire Nation just a little insight, so... Share a little bit more about you personally. Expand upon the biz. Well, I've done a little bit of everything. A jack of all trades, I guess you could say. But entrepreneurship is definitely one of my uh, lifelong passions. And it's something I'm always going to pursue. And I love the ability to craft my own destiny, for lack of a better term. I think that everyone should, at some point in their their life, look into uh, these types of paths, uh, so to speak. But as far as me, I'm originally am from Dallas. I grew up in a kind of lower middle class family and was able to uh, teach myself a lot. Uh, My mom was one of my main role models um, starting out. And then I just kind of went from there and failed forward and was able to craft a pretty dang good life for myself here in LA and one where I'm able to build a lot of value for myself and my clients and all those around me. So I'm just, uh, I'm really happy to be here and I'm uh, ready to start paying it forward um, with my uh, newest project, with, which is uh, uh, my, my new book called Startup Fever. So I'm, uh, I'm excited about it. Cool stuff, man. And I'm going to challenge you for a little second here because you said craft my own destiny for lack of a better term. I'm not sure if there is a better term. I mean, let's be honest. We're entrepreneurs. That's the dream, crafting your own destiny. I mean, when you said that, I was like, man, that is an awesome phrase. I'm going to go try to snag that dot com if you haven't already. <laughs> it's, it just, to me, it just speaks volumes about what we do as entrepreneurs and, and I'm all about it. So that's a great theme for us, Fire Nation, going forward in this interview to be taking away. We're crafting our own destiny. That's what we're doing here. I love that phrase. I love that term in Austin. We're going to jump right into it, my friends. We rip off that bandaid here. We don't mess around because we're going to talk about your worst entrepreneurial moment. Take us to that moment in time, Austin. Tell us that story. Well, uh, I think my worst entrepreneurial moment definitely comes uh, when I was kind of coming off a rock bottom in my career. Anyhow, I had uh, started my first business, which was a business to get 
large catering orders for restaurants uh, who are capable of doing large catering work. So I was busying myself with that. And I, my original ethos had been, wow, I can get paid and do, put in a lot less hours <laughs> than I was previously. I was going about <laughs> it totally wrong. I was just, there's no other way to put it. But so one of my first clients, strangely enough, was another large restaurant corporation. Like they owned a bunch of other restaurants, restaurants, but strangely they catered in. They didn't order from their own restaurants for whatever reason. So anyway, if you've lived in LA, you might know who I'm talking about. But that being said, they're a big player. They don't just do restaurants. They do other things too. So pretty big big player. And so there I was uh, servicing this account and trying to make sure everybody's happy. Uh, they had a big event and pretty, pretty large, you know, sales wise catering order. So there I was trying to deliver the order um, for this large event they had. Lo and behold, I show up with tons and tons of food only to realize I had messed up the dates. Oh, <laughs> And there I am, you know, just sitting it, sitting on all this money I'm about to lose in, you know, food that I'm don't know what to do with. And like, I'm like, okay, this is this is not good. Number one, it's a very high profile client. Number two, I have a total lack of organization and work ethic going here. And so, uh, it really was just an, a really ugly moment. the The client was unhappy. My other client, the restaurant, was unhappy. And I just looked pretty bad. And it really pretty much killed that business for me. <laughs> After that, it was just never the same. It was all downhill. But my question has to be here. Was this date early before you were supposed to deliver? Or did it happen after you were supposed to deliver? It was early. Okay. It was early. So could be it worse. Was, yeah, could have been worse. Could have totally not even shown up at all. Uh, but still, it just pointed me back to the fact that, wow, you know, this whole method of I can get paid and not work as many hours didn't wasn't adding up. It wasn't a good way to conduct business. It was just terrible. And it was kind of a some of my bad habits from my employee days uh, kind of coming back to haunt me. Well, Austin, let's kind of dive into this real quick because this is so important. A lot of entrepreneurs start off as sidepreneurs where they're still working in that nine to five and they're also trying to get that entrepreneurial gig going. Some are entrepreneurs, people that are just want to become entrepreneurs and don't quite know where to start. And then others are just actually cracking that whip and doing what they can. What do you want to share with my listeners, Fire Nation here today, about the journey that you experienced as far as you thought that you could work less, earn more, you thought that you could leverage your time and not put in what needed to happen to really make a fully functioning, organized, profitable business. Looking back at it now, what do you want to share to our listeners? Without personal growth, there is no business growth. Without personal change, there will be no business change. Uh, I just wrote an article about this whole concept. And that's not something to fear. People want to go into fear and want to kind of dig a hole and, you know, put their head in it. But change is the essence of life. Change is the only constant in life. So as uncomfortable as it may be for any and all of us, if we don't just man up and face it, for lack of a better term, no offense to you ladies out there, um, <laughs> we, we just, we won't make any progress. We'll be spinning our wheels. And this is something that took a lot of work because I had developed a lot of bad traits, not just from 
you know, parents or bad role models, but also from bad ethos in workplaces that I'd been in. So really, I had to start from scratch. And I feel like a lot of people out in society will have to start from scratch. And it's more about deconstructing the negative side of yourself than it even might be adding the positive attributes. You might spend more time unlearning what you thought was the right way than you will uh, building up uh, you know, the second time, so to speak. Have you read Charles Duhigg's book, um, Habits? I have not. Okay, so it's a great book, Fire Nation. I definitely recommend it. Um, it might actually be The Power of Habit. I'll get the, I'll get the full and the correct title here in a couple minutes. But it's a powerful book by Charles Duhigg about habits. And go, it goes through, Austin, a lot of what you say. I actually truly believe that if you read that book, you'll come back with an, another post, just as powerful as the one you've already written, but with some other insights, because it's just all about that, with the deconstructing of the bad habits. But then it really gives you a, I want to call a recipe for constructing good habits. And it's so much easier than we think. It just needs to be done every single day on such a small level and on such small steps, kind of this habit stacking type phenomenon, which is so key, so important on so many levels. And that's really my great takeaway from what you're talking about, Austin, is that we need as entrepreneurs to deconstruct the bad and to construct the good. And that can be a fun thing. It's like building you, but this time the right way with your new knowledge. And that's really exciting stuff. So Austin, let's do a shift now, my friends. Let's do a shift to another story in your journey. This one's going to be you taking us to a moment in time when you had an aha moment, an epiphany, a light bulb. And it's, it's your choice on what story you tell, Austin, because you've had a lot of these moments, I know. But what story resonates with you and is going to resonate with my listeners? Take us there. Well, my aha moment definitely definitely revolves around when I understood the power of how Groupon and the power of the crowd model in general, be that crowdfunding, crowdsourcing, uh, group discounts, whatever you want to call it, is and has changed the economy permanently. I started, when I understood that, I started using Groupon and other similar sites to make my businesses that otherwise would have been very, very difficult to start bootstrapping wise. Um, and I turned them all, you know, into profitable ventures. And Austin, these are, get real specific on one story with exactly how you did that. I took a recording studio, which is a very, very competitive business model in LA. Um, and it was something that I got an opportunity to uh, take over uh, due to other circumstances. But I took over a recording studio and I posted us on Groupon and we just did fabulously. Uh, there was just people coming in left and right and it was, it was interesting projects. But at the same time, you were able to just utilize the space and really turn on that economy of scale um, that I think many businesses are going to rely more upon, whether that be open table or any of these other types of businesses. I, I think in the future, you might even see this trend go into, you know, education where if there's an open seat or an open class, you know, you might be able to, to oh, wow. snag it. Um, well, so but, real quick, I mean, I know a lot of people might be listening and saying Groupon living social, that's so 2009. 
Is it still relevant? Are they still opportunities that are there today? If so, get a little more specific on that. If not, is there anything in 2015 that really excites you? No, it's definitely not relevant. Their business model is pretty much defunct, sadly, as far as I'm concerned. Oh. I, I feel bad for them, but it is what it is. And um, But they were the progenitor for crowdfunding and crowdsourcing. And I wrote wrote about that extensively in my new book, which I'm going to be giving to your listeners oh. uh, for free today. And so I think it, it really changed the game and it allowed people to come together in just basic cooperation. Somehow we'd been so relied upon outside financing and outside you know, sources. Uh, we'd be, been self-limiting ourselves. But when we just kind of opened ourselves back up to the community and opened ourselves up to the, the kind of neighborly um, system that we have now in where the, the internet is the new neighborhood, it really shifted the way I looked at business. And so that was my aha moment. That's why I wrote this book, because I feel like it can inspire and help the greatest number of people per capita with anything I could have written. And I, that really changed the way I look at business. So, Well, I learned a new word today, Fire Nation, progenitor, which is a person or thing from which a person, animal, or plant is descended or originates, an ancestor or parent. So you're saying Groupon has been that, the ancestor to what is now a lot of different crowdfunding areas. Can you just, just in one or two words, I'm not looking for an explanation, but what, what really excites you right now in that area? Everything, really, everything. I mean, crowdfunding economies, uh, crowdfunding alternative currencies, I think is going to be amazing. Crowdfunding local banks, like new, like mini banks, uh, crowdfunding little like Kiva? Local- yeah, could be. Okay, let's go with Kiva, Austin, since I couldn't nail you down on anything. Okay. So let's move on to what I like to call the one-minute mindset. And this is five insights, Austin, into your mind. Take about a minute-ish to answer these questions. Number one being, ideally, what do the first 60 minutes of your day look like? Ideally, I'm out in nature for the first 60 minutes of my day. I don't talk to anybody. I'm totally by myself, and I'm able to decompress, uh, go, over, go over my day in my mind if I have a pressing day. Um, just get all the kind of mental noise out of my, out of my system. So that is. where in L.A. do you get away from mental noise? <laughs> I, have a, I have a park I go here locally uh, that's pretty nice and or, and or the beach, uh, which is not vacated. I get up really early in the mornings, another good oh, habit I yeah. had to form, uh, but I get up around four or five usually and uh, try and get out when you know early bird gets the worm. Oh, and I'm glad you brought back up Habit because I did check it out and it's The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. Phenomenal book. What's your biggest weakness, Austin, as an entrepreneur? My biggest weakness is probably my overly idealistic uh, business venture outlooks. Uh, I've gotten gotten better at this, but it's still I'm the the born optimist. You know, I'm always looking at how my idea is, can, or will change the world, and or at least change me, which is the kind of more important part in the quest. And so when you have that kind of overly idealistic approach, sometimes you can, you know, get let down a lot. And I think that that has, uh, that has, you know, hurt me. But again, your, your weakness can become your strength. So I'm working on it. 
What is your biggest strength? It's definitely my inclination to want to invent new ways of doing things out in the world and my desire to build balance in the world in general. I think that, you know, there's so much in the world that can be done better and it's adding your unique touch to it. And I I always have that deep desire to add my unique touch to things I see. I'm always scheming uh, in a positive sense and trying to, you know, Bring, bring balance to things I see that are maybe out of whack or could be done better in the outside world. I think that's such a valuable point because so often in this entrepreneurial world, we look for things that are bad and we say, how can we improve that thing that's obviously so bad and make it better? And hey, that's, that's something to definitely look at and to think about. But I also like what you bring up, Austin, and Fire Nation, you know, really keep your eyes open for this as well. Find things out there that are good, but that you can make great or that you can make gooder, you know? I mean, like that's really a decent way to go about things because especially if you're passionate about something and that thing that you have passion for is really good right now, don't let that deter you. Find out how you can make it really, really good or great because that can be a great opportunity for you to make something special in this world. And Awesome. We've been talking a lot about habits today, which I think is awesome because I think it's so huge for a lot of reasons. But specifically, what's a habit that you wish you had? I wish I was more naturally inclined towards dressing up. I didn't really (laughs) understand it being kind of SoCal chill. But I think at certain points in my career, it did, did hurt my professionality and hurt my professional image. So I think at least kind of dressing par for the course is a, is a good play for people out there. I'm very original. I do love like style and I like wearing kind of quirky shirts that I find different places. But, um, but I think that it's important when you're in any professional setting. Now I normally don't judge people based on what they dress at all. I'm probably the exact opposite, but I've learned later in life that I, you know, a lot of people do do that. (laughs) So I have to kind of, uh, you know, humor them for lack of a better term. Austin, you have a lot of cool things going on right now. What is the one thing that has you most fired up? I am extremely fired up about teaching kids about the potential for crowdfunding and how it's going to affect their entrepreneurial future. I'm ecstatic because I feel that if every kid kind of inherently understands what these changes mean, no, no one should have to work for a you know, dictatorial boss or in a a totally meaningless job ever again. People should be able to take the reins and from ground up be able to bootstrap businesses given the tools that are available. And I'm sure you'd probably concur with this, but it's, it's totally possible. And I, I went through so much heck going, going down my path that I want to impart my knowledge to the younger people so that maybe they can avoid some of the nonsense that I went through or, you know, start earlier, so to speak. And the older people, the older people that have gone through their careers and realized it's time for a reinvention and uh, they can learn from you too, Austin. Totally. No, I'm all about that as well. But I, uh, I, yeah, I just, I'm excited to be teaching about these things because it's just, it's just an exciting time to be alive and exciting time to be an entrepreneur. It really is. And I love that you keep coming back to teaching because 
as an entrepreneur, there's just stages that we need to be going through. Number one is investing in yourself. And that doesn't always have to just be finances. It can be, um, but it can be time, energy, resources. And then learn, actually learn that content that you've invested in, whether it be for that time, with that money, whatever that might be. And then teach. That's the third step. Because once you've learned that, it can be such a fulfilling and satisfying venture to turn around and to teach others who don't have that knowledge, that skills that you now have. So I love that word teach. And Austin, I'm not going to let you go quite yet, my friend, because we are about to enter the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Back in the late 1900s, when weblogs began to appear, authors had little to say over how content was displayed. Full posts appeared in chronological order and blocked text beneath a banner with either a right or left sidebar. That was it. These days, you need to make every visit count. Your homepage is your point of contact with both first-time and repeat visitors, so you want it to be visually appealing and easy to navigate. Remember, your website visitors don't have a ton of patience. You only have a few seconds to hold their attention. Luckily, we have 99designs to help us make our sites both beautiful and user-friendly. 99designs is the world's largest marketplace for graphic design and gives you access to over 900,000 talented designers. So whether you're looking for an eye-catching website design, a sleek new banner ad, or icons to help you drive more traffic to your site, 99designs can help. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services free. That's 99designs.com slash fire. Fire. Ready for an automated investment service? It has arrived. Wealthfront is an automated investment service that makes it easy to invest your money the right way by monitoring your account 24-7 and automatically rebalancing your portfolio, reinvesting dividends, and working to maximize your after-tax returns. Wealthfront software manages your money using investment strategies that were previously only available to the wealthiest investors. Plus, Wealthfront charges only 0.25% per year, less than one-fourth the cost of a traditional investment advisor. Fire Nation Get your first $10,000 managed completely free by visiting Wealthfront.com slash fire. That's Wealthfront.com slash fire. Wealthfront Inc. is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are offered through Wealthfront Brokerage Corporation, member FINRA and SIPC. This is not a solicitation to buy or sell securities. Investing in securities involves risk and there's a possibility of losing money. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Please visit Wealthfront.com slash fire to read their full disclosure. Austin, welcome to the lightning round where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan? I like it. Let's do it. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Really, in the beginning, I felt like there was some sort of Archimedean point or some time in my life that everything was just going to gel and everything was going to be okay, and I'd have some sort of stability with which I could pursue my entrepreneurial dreams. As fate would have it, this never arrived for me. If anything, I started my first business when I had pretty much hit rock bottom, and I was like, there's just no no lower in the career realm that I can go. I think I got fired from a telemarketing job or something. And I was just like, <laughs> wow, like it's really come to this. <laughs> so, so there I was. And I was just like, why not? You know, I got a hundred bucks and I printed literally $20 worth of flyers and off know. to the races. Fire Nation, why are we always waiting 
why are we just waiting? Why are we waiting for the stars to align? Like, what are you waiting for? Ask yourself that question and then laugh at your answer and take action right now. And Austin, what's the best advice besides what I just said that you have ever received? The best advice I've ever received, I learned when I skipped school one day to read a book and that book was none other than Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I don't agree with the entire book retrospectively, but the phrase work to learn, don't work to make money. I think that will change your entire life. If you understand that you're not, are you not only are you building skill sets when you work to learn instead of working for a paycheck, you are building a life experience. You're just having a more meaningful life. You're letting the fear go and you're embracing all those great things that you have wanted to do secretly, but were unable to do or learning the skills that other people were not willing to learn. So I think if you do that, you'll be, you'll be great. And the other aside being, I'll try and live my life by the quote, when I let go of who I am, I become who I might be. And that's Lao Tzu. And I, I just love that quote. Fire Nation, be an apprentice. There's nothing wrong with going somewhere to somebody, taking some menial paying job, if you're actually learning the skills and the knowledge that's going to get you to where you want to be. Don't be afraid to be an apprentice. I love that. So let's talk about a personal habit that you do have, Austin, that you think contributes to your success. Really, I think it's my daily kind of morning ritual. I go out and do martial arts in the morning. And I, I feel like the morning is for most entrepreneurs, the time when they can be the most frazzled, when they can be the most unsure or second guess themselves or want to quit or any of those things. And it just sets a positive tone for the day. If you can just get out of the house and start being productive from jump, I think it makes all the difference in the world. It's like, if nothing else, you've been productive for that one hour in the morning or for that 30 minutes in the morning, whatever your personalistic, individualistic ritual may be, I think constructing that and having that being the jump point for your day is is very important. What's an internet resource like Evernote that you can share with our listeners? I wouldn't be sane without Spotify, but <laughs> everyone knows about Spotify. So... Um, honestly, I really love LinkedIn's new publishing platform. I think people should definitely check that out. I love a lot of the articles coming out and I think it's a great way to be very individualistic and reach, reach out to your target audience in a, in a meaningful way. Uh, And then I also like this new website called drip.in. I'm not sure if you've seen them, but it's kind of a different form of buffer, and it's it's still beta-ish, so I could have just happened onto it at a good time, but it looks really powerful to me. It looks, uh, I'm just starting to use it, but I'm really liking what I'm seeing. And so it's a way to integrate all of your different social medias through one channel so that just it just has a great look and feel and it just looks really professional to me when I, when I have content on there and people go to it, they, I always get good responses, so... If you could recommend one book, Austin, for our listeners, what would it be and why? Hands down, it's Atlas Shrugged. I'm not sure if you've ever read Atlas Shrugged or been... Ayn Rand, know it well. Yeah. So, uh, fabulous, fabulous book. Not just one of the most entertaining and well-written books of all time, but the business ethics behind it 
are invaluable because I find so many times, you know, the, the get rich quick theology can kind of poison people when, when success doesn't come uh, as quickly as they wanted it to. When you understand the deeper kind of methodologies behind morals and characters uh, or character traits and things of that nature, then you're inclined to stick it out for the long haul. And I think anyone who's read Atlas Shrugged knows that, you know, at least the rudiments of all of those things, because no one puts it better than her, in my opinion. Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio, so I've teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. And Austin, this next question, the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I personally would uh, start a crowdfunding campaign, but first, first off, I would start a video blog of a day in the life of an alien. <laughs> so I would go around and catalog what it was like being on my own Earth planet versus this new planet, and I would, uh, you know, start soliciting some free lunches. Be like, you want to meet an alien? I'm right here. Let's, <laughs> let's get some tacos and let's make this happen. So, uh, I would start a crowdfunding campaign based on support a local alien, um, and you know, uh, I think people would get behind the humor in that and or uh, be very interested in helping an alien established life on a foreign planet. Wow. It's so interesting your answer because I can remember back to December 16th of 2012. It's clear date in my mind because it was my birthday. I was interviewing Gary Vaynerchuk on Entrepreneur on Fire. When I asked him this question, he said something very similar to be like, what? I would start a video show and be like, yo, check out the weird dude that just came out of nowhere. And that stuff would go viral, yo. <laughs> oh, So Austin, let's end today how we started it. On fire. With you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. Be and do what you love. Life is too short to try and please everybody all the time. Life is too short to um, not develop a great personal repertoire of a sense of self and individuation, being a unique person out in the world. Uh, if, you, if anything, you should start your quest of self-knowledge. You know, know thyself is the you know, highest path, as they say. So the entrepreneurship is great, but if you don't understand yourself, what's it, what's it really for? Uh, that's what my advice would be. And best way to connect with me, um, I would say if you want to see some of the stuff I've written, look me up on LinkedIn, or I'd definitely like to give everyone my uh, ebook uh, free today who's uh, taken the time to listen in, which I dearly appreciate. And you can find that by going to www.crowdfund.com for for life l-i-f-e dot com slash fire and you'll be able to check out uh download the ebook from there and uh the ebook is entitled startup fever how crowdfunding will rebuild the american dream because i really do feel like we are in the process of recreating you know what our future is going to be right now and uh, re-envisioning a new economy 
crowdfundforlife.com slash fire. And how did you spell that for? F-O-R. So crowdfundforlife.com slash fire. And Fire Nation, you'll get the ebook for free, my favorite number in Austin. Fire Nation knows that they are the average of the five people they spend the most time with. And Fire Nation, you've been hanging out with Austin and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Austin, like the town, in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with all the stuff we've been talking about. The link to his free gift, the book recommendation, resources, goodness, greatness, awesomeness. And Austin, thank you, my friend for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And for that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you so much. Y'all have a great one. Thank you so much for joining me today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head over to eofire.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. With 15 videos in 15 days, I'll have you podcasting like a pro. Visit freepodcastcourse.com and prepare to ignite.